The Bringing Water to Life podcast is brought to you by the Irrigation Show and Education Conference. With more than 300 exhibitors and nearly 5,000 attendees, the Irrigation Show provides something for every agriculture, landscape, and golf irrigation professional. For more information on the 2017 Irrigation Show, visit www.irrigationshow.org. Welcome to the Bringing Water to Life podcast, a podcast focused on telling the story of water. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. To everyone else, welcome back. Show notes are available at bwtlpodcast.com. You're listening to episode number 36. In today's episode, we catch up on some recent activities and discuss the power of water. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bringing Water to Life. I am John Farner. Brent and Elizabeth, how are you? I'm great. I'm, it's good to see you, John. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. I uh, I think I have a voice. How do I sound, Elizabeth? All right? You're sounding much better than the last few days. So you actually I'm have a voice. I'm quickly you recovered. I've been known. My voice goes very fast. Yes. It's, um, I've been like that almost my whole life, where you have a lot of talking mixed with late nights of socializing, and it, my voice just goes away, talking so you, over people and... You got to speak loud to be heard, Brent, in, the, in, the, in today's day and age. <laughs> well, let me try and, that, John. Let's see. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> Have you used up your word quota yet? <laughs> Not yet. It's uh, getting It's um, It's um. getting there, though. My voice, it's almost, It's. Uh, you can kind of tell. It's kind of crackly still. I think I'll be 100%. I'm not 100% yet. No. I'll be, yesterday, I talked to you, Elizabeth, on the phone a lot, and I was not 100% yesterday. Yeah. Day before. Well, two days ago was pretty rough. <laughs> so Elizabeth and I were at the National Council of State Legislatures meeting in Boston, Massachusetts, and that was a good event. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, it's a conference where not every state legislator from across the United States attend. Um, they're all able to attend, but there's a, a good amount of them that attend this event, and they have discussions about policy, learn how policies affect their states from other other legislators where they share, you know, what's going on. This organization does not take any kind of positions on issues other than educating legislators on different issues. They can learn from one another. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was on a bus. We had a shuttle bus that went back and forth from my hotel. I stayed at Copley Place. There's a Weston out there, and which is a good hike to the convention center. Yeah, you were you, far out there. You, you were like right there next to the convention center. I was pretty yeah, far out. I stayed at the seaport area so nice water it was views. a nice nice area down there mm-hmm. it's like a newer area right in the boston harbor right there by the airport oh, yeah. it, was very, it was very nice. nice nice restaurants i was out near like boston common and the state house and all that anyways on the bus and there were some legislators behind me um and I, they were from missouri i think and they were talking to each other and they were they were kind of catching up on things and they were talking about what what's coming up next and one of the issues was workman's comp mm. uh, is coming up uh, you know before that legislature and they were referencing some things that went on in Illinois and how it's worked for that state. I think it was Illinois. It could have been a different state, but how it's worked in that state. So they were able to have these conversations at this event to look at, okay, they dealt with workman's comp or say it's overtime or whatever, whatever the issue is in that state. So they talked about it in the, the settings. They can learn from one another. And so you have different lobbying groups and trade associations, companies there as well to meet with state legislators on issues affecting their areas. And it's, um, it's a, it was a worthwhile 
event. Yeah, we had some good conversations with like, staff, some legislators, and also some media. Yeah, and people yeah, that's right. People learn. came up to learn about what 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 our organization was doing yeah. and. Ask some um, good questions because they, I think they have an idea about water use in agriculture or different things. And yeah. So it's good. Yeah, uh, the um, I want to give a shout out to the NASA people. Yes. They were they were some fun people, folks at NASA. <laughs> they um, well I, I don't know if you heard or not. There's an eclipse coming up. What? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin tweeted out, "I want to hire the publicist for the eclipse for for me." Let's <laughs> 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 get out of play these days. So, uh, so th- we actually got some of the glasses from NASA mm-hmm. to view the. Um, we got view- a lot of cool things from NASA, but the we glasses did. were pretty awesome. We were trading swag with one another. Yeah, the we NASA kept wandering folks. over to their. Uh, <laughs> they, they came to us section. too. They came to us and brought some more pins over. Yeah, oh, so we got a bunch cool. of NASA pins and uh, really interesting people. Uh, you know what they're doing is the first time they've been at this event, and they had a whole little booth area set up with a lot of work they're doing. We had a lot of conversations about planning for the next manned mission. Yeah. And how one of the rockets is it going to slingshot around uh, a planet? The Venus. Be- well, the current rockets have to do that. I think the big one that they're hoping to go won't need to. Where is that rocket going? Is that going to Jupiter or, yeah, or the moon of Jupiter? Jupiter? Moon, yeah. Which, what is the moon called? Europe? No, that's not the moon. I yeah, forget. I forget. But it was, it was yeah. So but, anyway, it was but right that. now it has to, the rockets have to slingshot six times around Venus to get enough momentum to go to Jupiter. I had no idea. I yes. know, right? So they're here sitting here talking to us, and Elizabeth's mm-hmm. like, I want to work for NASA. And, well, I've always <laughs> loved NASA and outer space, but they, they, have cool, they have a cool gig. You know, They're the public affairs people. Yeah. So not as, you know, super uh, yeah. technical, but yeah. they still knew a lot more than we did. They did. Yeah. Uh, and they were from all over. So they're from Langley. They were from, um, what's the one from Maryland, northern side of Maryland? I forget the name of it. Uh-oh. Goddard. No, it's Goddard? Goddard Space Center? Yeah. That's it, right? That might, yeah, yeah, it's yeah I'm pretty sure that's it. And down in Huntsville, one is from Huntsville. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, has a so big one. yeah, it was it was really interesting. So I picked up this magazine I'm yes. holding right now. So you know what I'm going to talk about here? Yeah. It's a NASA magazine called Spinoff, and it's 2016. Has a rocket on the cover. It's pretty cool looking, right? So you open it up, and it talks about the uh, opportunities that exist and what NASA is working on here: health and medicine, transportation. Talks about unmanned research aircraft and you know data visualizers. Then it goes to public safety. You see that right there, Brent? Public safety. Public safety. Okay. I can read it from here. Okay. Yes. See, this is right there. The first thing right here under public safety. I it, can't read that. Yeah, it's the, it's number. So I it, can read it. It goes in. It goes in order. So you know, one. It's number eleven. The eleventh thing that they bring up in this magazine: rice crop models stabilize global markets, enable efficient irrigation. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I know, right? In NASA. Yeah. So yeah. we bring this up to uh, the NASA folks, and they're like, oh, really? They're, like, looking it up yeah. in the magazine. Well, because it's just one of their – I mean, it's a great initiative to have this spinoff magazine because yeah. it goes over everything NASA does, but how – because a lot of people think, oh, why do we need to go to outer space or why do we need to invest in these things? But this magazine shows how their technologies, their research actually then translate into just other industries. Right. So if, right. seeing efficient irrigation – Called out in there, we brought it up to them. So irrigation <laughs> is rocket science. That's right. There you go, Brent. There you go, Brent. You're a rocket scientist, yes. Brent. Hey. It looks like that's going on in New Hampshire. Rice model, yeah. So we have to look more into that, what's going yeah. on with NASA. Okay. Yeah, maybe I can parlay that and trip into space. Maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just you're sort of a space maybe cadet a, anyway. I am, sometimes I am, Brent. Maybe just a meeting with NASA first <laughs> and then see where that goes. But maybe I would be on board for going to, to Mars. Uh, just NASA, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go. I'd go. <laughs> 
uh, let's get to like Cape Canaveral. That's what Buzz Aldrin's doing. Cape He's Canaveral doing this. Would be cool. Buzz Aldrin wants to get a bunch of man trips to Mars, and like I forget, it's like the circular plan or something he has going on. Just want to take a selfie in space, so. don't you? Yes, with Buzz. <laughs> with Buzz. <laughs> You know, the show's going to be in Orlando, and it's only about an hour and a half drive to Cape Canaveral. Yeah, it's not a bad drive yeah. at all. We could maybe work something out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Speaking of the show, so the Irrigation Show and Education Conference is our sponsor of this podcast. At least they are still, right, Elizabeth? My, our producer as slash now, co-host yes, slash need to renegotiate, brains of the podcast. As of now, they are currently <laughs> our sponsor. Uh, the, uh, the registration brochure is out. I'm holding my hand right now. So that is available now. It's pretty exciting. looks pretty good, right? It does. I think it's the earliest yep. it's ever been out for the irrigation show. And it looks and, great. And all the information is also available on our website. Yeah, and you can download this from the website, too, the irrigationshow.org. But I want to make sure people know that because I don't know if they skip over that first portion of the podcast or not. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, we have the IS Pictures Mound, which Brent's in charge of, which yep. is kind of like Shark Tank. And, you know, so it's, it's, it'll be fun. It's good. Some new stuff going on down there. Our water summit's going on on November 10th, which should be very interesting. And we're having the former CEO of um, Trader Joe's as the keynote speaker, Doug Rausch. Rausch? I don't know. Rausch, I think. Rausch. R-A-U-C-H. So, yeah, should be good. Anyways, Make sure to check out. it out. Irrigation yeah. show. Irrigation show. Let's play the birthday game. Love that game. I know, Brent. You thought you thought I, we were going to get away from waiting. it. You thought we were going to get away from it. I keep thinking I'm going to like cheat beforehand and go online because obviously it's pretty easy to cheat in this game if <laughs> like birthday week. Yeah, but, but we I just don't know what do John's mind is thinking. Right. You know, it you can never be know. A Disney yeah. character. That's right. That's, That's right. True. We did have Before we go on to the birthday game, though, um, Elizabeth and I had a unique opportunity to tour Fenway Park. Oh, oh. yes. That was very cool. It was. It, that was a that was a good time. They opened up Fenway Park to everybody. Had, the concessions were open. It's free to the attendees. Free beer. Uh, yes, free beer. Free free free, free, free drinks. Dogs. Free water. You know, it's funny because they had wa- bottles of water laid out for everybody, mm-hmm. and the concession stand prices were still up, even though you right. have to, you know pay for anything. Right. It's like four fifty for a bottle of water. And I'm we're like, like yeah. look at what, yeah, I'm like you know guzzling <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> <laughs> But we, it was, it was great. got to see all of their World Series trophies. Yeah, we saw all their like, World all Series right, trophies. Come on, people. Uh, I did take note to the irrigation on the field. You yes. know, that, that, what kind of irrigation <laughs> system they have yeah. down there. And I was like, and they were preparing for this, making this earlier, Brent, preparing for the James Taylor Bonnie Ray concert. So we got to see some of the stage going up and oh. um, some of the turf protection equipment they have to go down to the outfield because nobody sits on the infield. It's people sit in the outfield. And then in the stadium component, and that's the way it is at like Nats Park, Wrigley Field, whenever they have these baseball stadium tours, like Billy Joel has a baseball stadium tour every year. That's what they do. So that was um, that was a lot of fun. I just want to give, you know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. No, that's very cool. First birthday. So today's August 11th, and um, a, few, a few of these are today. Um, As he looks them up right now. No, I oh. took, I was, <laughs> I was on my phone looking these up, and I took screenshots. <laughs> Uh, the first one is Thor, Chris Hemsworth. His birthday is today. Ooh. Chris Hemsworth is 37. I have no idea who he is, so Th- I'll Thor. give Thor! 35. Brent wins, 34. Oh. He's 30. <laughs> wow, he's younger than I thought. Yeah. He, have you heard of... Because I know he's using three or two siblings. Have you heard of that. the Avengers movie? I've heard of it. Okay. I have he, not seen he it. He plays but... Thor. You should check it out. It's very good. Okay. It's actually quite good. All right. It's sorry, really, really I, good. I'm sorry I aged you. Chris Hemsworth. All right. That's fine. Don't hate me. Uh, birthdays today, Steve Wozniak, the Woz, co-founder of Apple. Apple? Okay. Yeah. 
he was the brains behind it. Brains Steve Jobs. Out. Steve Jobs was kind of the the front man. The front man, but Steve Wozniak, mm-hmm. he was he was the guy behind the scenes. He was he was the man. Still alive today. Yeah, Brent, go. Sixty-five. Fifty-eight. Sixty-seven. Brent's on today. Yeah, Brent, go, Brent, go, Brent. Go. <laughs> Hey. Uh, so the last two I, are kind of out there, um, and I don't even know how to pronounce this woman's name. Uh, her birthday's today. Okay. Uh, she is. She's quite controversial. She's still on her parents' uh, insurance, so she's part of Obamacare still. Oh, Tommy Loren. Yes, I was waiting for Elizabeth to say yeah. her name. Tommy Loren's birthday is today. How old is Tommy? Do you know who that is, Brent? No, I don't. But she must be twenty-five. I think, yeah, I think she's probably 24. 25. 25. Brent is on. Yeah. I didn't want to say the same thing he said. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? She's like a political, uh, very conservative. Political, yeah. Yeah. She's just this conservative, yeah, conservative. She does a lot of, like, social media stuff. Is she on Fox News still, or does she leave Fox News? she's not on there anymore. She had, like, her own thing for a while. Yeah. she did, but I don't know. I don't know. But she was in a debate with Chelsea Handler? I guess. Is that that what it was? I kind of. Blocked that out. I didn't even want to know that was happening. It was about um, Trump, Trump care versus Obamacare. Okay. And so it, it there was a question placed to Tommy, you know, well, what insurance are you on? She goes, well, actually, I'm still on my parents' insurance. And, like, well, you realize that's because of Obamacare that you're able to do that, right? And she was kind of caught, like, in her heels at that point. <laughs> Don't think she realized that was part of Obamacare. You can stay on your parents' insurance plan. Right. So until the final until one. Until you're 26. This yeah. woman has been dead for some time. So I'm going to ask you how old she was when she died. Oh, my God. This is uh, morbid. Liza Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton's wife. She died oh in 1854, and being the Hamilton head that I am, uh, she, was, she lived 50 years after Alexander Hamilton died. Jeez, that's crazy. Well, then that would put her to be about 95. 87. Brent, 97. Gosh, Brent. Brent she was looked, on today. She lived 97 years. Yeah. See, this is the thing. When you get to a certain age, it's just genetics. You know, we can do all we want, all eat as healthy as we want, eat our non-GMOs, but really it's genetics if you're going to live a I, long time. I think time. genetics plays a lot into it, yes. Yeah, I think so too. Um, which especially so, back in that age, I mean. God, I'm a huge, I mean, like Hamilton had here. So uh, there was three sisters, the Scholar sisters. Yes. And Eliza was the middle child. Peggy was the youngest, and Angelica was the oldest. Um, Peggy died very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angel- or Liza, uh, after Alexander Hamilton died in a duel with Aaron Burr, right. he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. She lived another 50 years, and Alexander Hamilton was an orphan, was an orphan so Liza started an orphanage in his name oh. in New York City. And that's what she did for the rest of her 50 years. Wow. That's really that? neat. Check out the, check out the uh, musical, Brent. It'll... it'll <laughs> Yeah, I've been waiting to get tickets. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we talked. Okay, I want to talk about water sense real quick, and then we'll go on to some other topics. Uh, there was a water sense bill introduced that uh, we were actually very involved in. So it was from Senator Tom Udall of New Mexico introduced the bill along with Rob Portman of Ohio to authorize the water sense program, and uh, we're working to get that part of the energy bill that is going to hopefully come up after <laughs> I was recess. Say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had a conversation with somebody um, yesterday, I won't name who, and they brought it to me, like, yeah, that's going to be part of the energy bill, right? I'm like, well, if there is an energy there bill. There is one. If there is one. Because we'll know. see if they decided to tax. 
right. reform. Or we see what North Korea does. Or just do yeah. funding the government. <laughs> this that, isn't funny. I the... laugh. It's not funny. Like, it's kind of scary. But, yeah, it's uh, you, we just don't know what's going to well, happen. Well, it's really scary for the people in Guam. I know. Right. I mean. I'm going to Hawaii in November, too, and I'm like, oh, God. Maybe don't go. I know, right? We'll see. It's crazy. All right. So I want to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Bill number is S1700. That's a great we'll link number. to it on the, yeah. on the website so, it's so good. people can review and see what what the bill is. Yeah. All right. So, Brent, our last podcast, you mentioned a trip to Niagara Falls. I did. I want to I talk to you about that real quick. So tell us about your trip. You went in the Made of the Mist. I right? did. Made of the Mist. Get all wet? Very definitely. Talking about water, man. That There's plenty of water there. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, so I had uh, my daughters and their families and my wife, and so there was uh, 13 of us all together floating around on the Made of the Mist with a few hundred other people, mm-hmm. all dressed in our blue rain gear. That's right. Yeah. Because the Canadians are all dressed in their ray, red right. rain gear, so you can tell us apart. But anyway. Uh, is no, it two it, boats or is it, it one boat? No, it's two boats. Two boats, yeah. So one's Canadian, one's Canadians American. And one, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, okay. uh, but you can go up and they cross the border and they don't have to have passport and all that. You know, it's funny. It's been this way. I lived up there in 1980, 1981. And it's been, been that way ever since. Yeah. I mean, that's back when you can cross the bridge for a dime. Not only there's an idea to go into Canada, you didn't, you didn't need a passport back then. But right. Anyway, anyway, sorry. It was really cool. And so, you know, one of the questions is, well, how much water is coming over the falls? And so first answer is about 90% of it falls on the Canadian side. And that's the big horseshoe. Big that's horseshoe. The, that's Smooth. probably everybody sees the yep. picture of. And then on the American side, uh, they got a little part of it called the Bridal Veil Falls and stuff. But it's about 10% of the water. It's very rocky on the American very side. Very rocky, yep. yes. And um, But 750,000 gallons a second goes over <sighs> over the falls. Do they still have the opportunity? I think you, were, you used to be able to walk behind the falls, couldn't you? So you can't actually walk behind the falls anymore. But okay. they have this area that's kind of like experiencing a hurricane. So you, they have a path, and you walk up there, and and, uh, and you can, it's about a 40-mile-an-hour wind that's created by the falls. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> you know, awful. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I know, right? You, know, you, you just get plastered <laughs> with a lot of water. What is their policy? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Good grief. Anyway, but it, it's, it is really very cool to just experience it. I mean, you're literally, if you could just a little longer arms, you'd be touching the falls as they're, as it's coming <sighs> down. Yeah, oh, no, no, thank you. And uh, But anyway, so we did that. We took another hike, and you get plenty wet every time. <laughs> but uh, it was great fun. Yeah, and, and so I got to thinking, well, 750,000 gallons a second, that's almost too much to comprehend. But I, I just did a little bit of math just for fun, and, and I said, you know, at that rate... <laughs> Brent does math for fun. <laughs> kind of nerd. <laughs> so Lake Powell has been in the news for years now for being in drought and very low. It would only take 122 days to refill Lake Powell. If you could just divert the water from Niagara Falls, <laughs> jeez. Well, you know? good luck. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But that's a huge, huge reservoir. Right. And so, but you know, if you got five great lakes feeding it, it wouldn't take very long to feed it, fill it up. So that that's probably what's kind of cool about the Niagara Falls. It's a great place to go and see. It's a an amazing wonder of nature. Yeah, it is. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, five great lakes flow into it, and then that falls into the uh, Lake Ontario. Did you did talk about any of the energy production out of Niagara Falls at all when you I, were there? I didn't, but obviously that's the hydroelectric ca- yeah. capacity they have there is just gigantic. It's and, huge, uh, yeah. And I never realized that 
it's Toronto. It's just on the other side. Oh, it's right there. You know, so Toronto is... You have Niagara Falls, the, Canada, the city, and then Toronto is like, what, 20 miles away? If yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's not... It's no, control. it's right there. Is it, okay, yeah. I mean, you it's, can just see it, and it's, pretty it's close. like, I had no idea it was that close. But yeah. Toronto itself is bigger than Chicago. Yes. It's oh. a large Elizabeth city. and I know Toronto very well. <laughs> We were yeah. up there last year. We is were it, there. It is a big, 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 and traffic was terrible when we were there. Traffic was terrible. It was a lot of it was under construction. <laughs> Definitely wasn't what I expected for going to Canada after hearing so many people talk about how great Canada is compared to the United States. But yes, <laughs> you mean they have road construction all the time too, and huh? a large homeless population. Oh, yeah. Like that. I, I mean, I lived in a lot of different cities or been to a lot of cities in the United States, but I was. It was a large homeless population oh. in Toronto. Anyway, yeah. So it was a, a, a just a lot of <laughs> fun and a great memory. And it, yeah. it, it just shows you the power of water. And Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's one of those sites go. you don't, you know, it, it, you can't put into words. I mean, it's right. pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, when we were on the Maid of the Mist and we first go over by the American Falls and you look at it, mm-hmm. well, that's pretty cool. Then he takes us over into the Horseshoe. <laughs> And he got that boat so close, I was going, I don't know if this boat's big enough to handle this. I really? Mean, he gets right in there sideways, and the <gasps> mist that blowing off on onto wow. everybody, it was pretty powerful. Brett, I think last time I heard the Maid of the Mist, I was probably less than 10 years old. I was probably like eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. We, went, we went on vacation up there with our neighbors. Uh, we lived in New Jersey at the time, and uh, we had already moved away from Niagara Falls, but we all hopped in. There was like, gosh... There was maybe well, we had a part. We had a family of four at the time, maybe five. I don't not think it was five. I think we still had four, so it was, we were pretty young. And um, um, our neighbors had a family, so it was eight of us. We all hopped in a like a grand marquee, one car, <laughs> one car, one car. Well, <laughs> this was in the early eighties. I mean, first. <laughs> I mean, what do you? <laughs> Safety first was not the first no. thing you brought up back then. No. <laughs> Drove up to Niagara Falls. Parent shaming didn't yeah, my, really exist then. <laughs> my sister was not born. My sister could not have been born yet. So it had to be pre-85. So I was pretty young still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, went up there. I was scared to death <laughs> on the Maid of the Mist. I think I was holding on. My parents have a picture of me. I'm going up tonight. I should ask them if they have the picture of me holding on to one of like the poles, poles on the Maid of the Mist, okay. you know talking about? I would not let go. I just would <laughs> oh, not really? let go. And I was like, how can our neighbors are like, you know, arms up in the air, screaming right. at the falls. It's right there. I was, oh, I was scared You to have death. to find that photo so I, you can I'll share try. it. I'll try. Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, the But the magnitude of the amount of water right. and how forceful it can be. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you just have, I mean, it's just powerful, you know? And I think that's, yeah, that's amazing. It is. So speaking of, uh, you know, along the same lines, uh, Oroville Dam. You, you brought this up earlier, and I, I looked up some of the articles here about Oroville. It's back in the news. Yeah, it's back in the news a lot because there's, uh, you know, they're trying to fix the spillway temporarily. Right. You know, I don't know how many millions for a temporary fix because they don't <laughs> right. have time to do it right. Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, so this is on August 9th. Uh, federal disaster. Tr- Trump administration officials have agreed to chip in $22.8 million to help California pay the estimated $500 million cost of the Oroville Dam crisis. Wow. Right. And that was in the Sacramento Bay on August 9th. Yes. Article. Right. And, uh, and the bigger part now is, okay, they got the spillway that they're trying to fix and, and may need it for next year. But now the dam itself has been, they think, is compromised because they've got green vegetation growing on yes. the outside yep. of the dam, and the only way that water's getting there is perhaps leaking through the dam. Yep. Um, and now that's a really scary thought because that's their second largest <laughs> reservoir. 
And if uh, you've ever taken a tour of the, um, oh my gosh, my brain, the damn outside of Vegas. Oh, Grand uh, um, Cooley. Oh, uh, Hoover. The Hoover. Hoover. Like, Cooley. <laughs> Hoover. Hoover. <laughs> Cooley. Coolidge. Uh, no, it's Hoover. Yeah. Um, there's there between seepage and leaks. Right. So you can come in there and you see, you know, water seeping through, which is fine. But the leaks, that's you have a problem. Right. That's my understanding. And and I think, and so Orville is an earthen dam. Yep. Not a concrete. Correct. Uh. And so that's one of the challenges. It's 50 years old or nearly so. I think it is past 50. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of like the useful life of an earthen dam before it really needs to be uh, upgraded. So they're at a, at a you know... If they had had the money, they should have upgraded while they were in the drought because they wouldn't have to empty it. Yeah, and now you have. I mean, now I'm, it's full, and I think that takes a toll on the dam to be suddenly from bone dry to yeah. to capacity in a real short period of time. Yeah, and I had the Mercury News also reporting yesterday on August 10th, updated this morning. Um, the review board is concerned about the concrete used in the reconstruction of the spillway. So then you have that going on too. Well, yes, and I read a little bit of that, but this is a temporary fix. Yeah. You know, and, and they're just, <laughs> I thought it was kind of ironic. The, the concrete's too smooth, and so the water will have even higher rate of flow. <laughs> you need some, yeah. <laughs> and and, and it'll cause cavitation and might wear the concrete out too fast. Uh. I mean, it's a very complicated problem. It is a very complicated problem. And I mean, water management as a whole is very complicated. Right. When you get into this yeah. massive amount of water. You know, and they're working under an emergency. Yeah. You know, we got to get this done, and they have until, like, November. Yeah. Oh, wow. To be completed with all of that. Just to be ready for next spring. Right. Yeah. Or actually, I think it's January 1st or something, when they might release water to make room for the next runoff. Hmm. Jeez. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yep. So. Yeah. So uh, and the last thing I want to talk about today, I, I saved this article a while back, and it was from July 26th, um, and I just found it interesting. It, the, the headline is, uh, and this is from a local, I think, radio station in Chicago, many Chicago park district fountains, so like drinking water fountains, are oh. so contaminated with lead that they can't be turned off. They can't be turned off? So they constantly run. You see the fit right okay. there of them rush running? If, you, if they stop, they'll just be even more contaminated with lead. Right. Interesting so, and, and dilemma. That's, and that's how... And that's old infrastructure. That's the problem. Yeah. So you see these bullet points here? It's all the places. These are all the parks with outdoor fountains uh, left on continuous flow for, for lead reasons. Wow. <laughs> uh, and we can put this up on the website, too. But you can see right here, I mean, there's just a ton of them. So did they have any signs on them not to drink the water? No, I think if you if they let them go, the then lead, they're, they're, it's they're okay fine. I think they test drink. it and it's fine, but that's the dilemma they're in. Do they do, do they leave there. if they do they leave the water fountains running, which is arguably a waste of water, wasting water, right, right? Or do you let them continuously flow so humans can at least get a beneficial use out of that water for drinking? So it's it? not a health problem. So it's not a health problem, right? Or do you just take out the water fountains completely, or do you invest a ton of money? To upgrade the infrastructure, you're in the lead. I mean, that's that's a dilemma these these officials are facing right now. Right. So, in my view, the cheapest thing is probably to let them run because you can actually recapture the water and put it to another good use. That's clean water still. It's clean water. But Brent, but, I do think they're doing that. No. I mean, honestly, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, that takes money too. I mean, right? Chicago probably gets enough rainfall in the year that they do, and that. But that's that where, like, you know, you wouldn't do this in a more arid climate. I mean, you know this, Brent, from working on codes and standards, and Elizabeth with policy. 
when you're looking at water from the perspective of quality versus quantity, human beneficial use, you know, other sort, other, you know, environmental beneficial use, ag beneficial use, whatever it is, those policies can conflict with one another. They're not, right. they're not always mutually exclusive. They can all work in harmony, but sometimes they conflict flat out. Right. Conflict. They do. Because right now, yeah, you want kids to have access to water. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're an adults in a park, you know, my, my kids love drinking out water fountains. Yeah. They'll L- get love older. They, they love it. They, we, <laughs> we're, we're, we were somewhere yesterday with the water fountains, and uh, I literally had a bottle of water. And I go to Sally, here's a bottle of water. And she's like, well, can I drink out of the water fountain? I'm like, yeah, water, bottle of water right here. <laughs> do what you want, though. Do, do push the button, do the water come out, and yeah, drink that's right. it. And that's what, you know, they want. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and you know, so another thing I wanted to bring up. So I was at um, a store a couple weeks ago, and they had water available for customers. But instead of the plastic water bottles, it was um, like cardboard, kind of like little milk like bottle a, things. Yeah, they had, Have you seen those? I've seen those, but not at a store. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I know they existed. I know they, yeah, they existed. I, where have I seen that? I don't, I don't know. Some grocery store, I think, had them. But yeah, no, but it was but because they're biodegradable. Because biodegradable. Yeah. I had not seen that before because of all the plastic controversies or not controversies, but the problems of plastic that was out there, plastic water bottles. And I forget what they were called. I can look it up. Um, yeah, it was really mm. interesting. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure what Chicago is seeing right now, uh, and, you know, they're getting a lot of play because they're a really big city, big metropolis, you know, um, economic hub. They're forcing a lot of focus on their water infrastructure sure. and, and how they do this. But could you imagine if this happened in Vegas? Or L.A. <laughs> or Phoenix. They couldn't they, There's no that, way. The no, no, they would be turned they, off. They'd yeah. be turn, turn, flat out turned off. Right. And it gets, so, it gets pretty hot in those areas. Yeah. So you might have to say there's kudos to the city for at least testing it to make sure it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the bar rat right now, Brad? Uh, I guess. I mean. Ugh. But I think you uh, have that. I, just, I know where gosh. I went to school, our, we weren't allowed to drink out of our water fountains after a certain point. They were like, yeah, there's lead in them. So they just, they were Turn all disabled. Off. See, when I was in school, we had so, asbestos problems. I was, I was yeah. there through all the asbestos days. Yeah. That's what happened to your voice, probably. <laughs> That's why I have no voice. <laughs> it's my Barry White, low baritone voice. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it'll tomorrow be 100. I promise. Well, it's Saturday. You got so all weekend to get you got all weekend, weekend to recover for us to notice. I do. Soccer season starts. So I'm not weekend, talking so. to you on the weekend, John. No. I'm sorry. No, you don't no. miss our conversations. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, soccer season starts this weekend for me, so it's oh, um, busy. yeah, it's hopefully I won't have to yell at anybody. I don't think so. It's don't just scrimmage time, so <laughs> that's what the whistle's for. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell how ticked off I'm through the amount of whistle I blow. Brad, do you have a tip for us? Tip of the week. It's been a, a, these these podcasts aren't as regular as, you, as they have been in the past, but do you have a tip? Yeah, I do. Okay. So this one has kind of just jogged my mind. Is that suddenly? It's not as bright in the morning when I get up, you know, and it's like the days are getting shorter. And so my, my, my little tip is run times on your controller ought to get shorter. There you and, go. For yeah. irrigation controllers, that's yeah. a good tip, Brent. Good. So uh, even though I miss August, our philosophical tips, yeah, like be good to one another. Well, try, that's a good tip, too. Why don't you try that one this weekend? Be happier. <laughs> I felt like, see, in all seriousness, in all seriousness. In all seriousness. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> no, just kidding. We can turn it back on. <laughs> People, like, ugh, there is a lot of, like, negativity out there. Mm-hmm. Like, the political discourse right now is out of control. Yeah. Even among, like, people that aren't involved in politics whatsoever. Right. It's like, just try to be happy. 
We need that yeah. reminder to be kind. I mean, with Blockbuster, Seriously. Blockbuster going over, be kind, rewind. Yeah, we I used mean, to have that reminder all the time. Now we're just just be happy to each other. Just be happy. Yeah, be I mean, happy. just enjoy Tom's the good tip. parts of life. That's right. It's easy. I was giving that advice to somebody this past week. I don't know if it's sunken or not, but uh oh, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if it worked. All Who right. knows? So it's the eleventh. We're gonna try to have one more podcast before the eclipse, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but if you don't, hopefully you get to a place where you can see the eclipse. I'll be at a place where it's about uh, upper eighties, upper eighty percent. Okay. Of the total clips. So that's not too bad. So, get your safety glasses. Yeah. Not from Amazon. Make sure you get them from Well, a- the Amazon ones, you can see well, where they're yeah. ISO. Make sure they have the ISO stamp on them. Yeah. Well, and hopefully that's a legitimate one. Well, that, yeah, and that's yeah. the problem. There. NASA yeah. has a press release out with all the legitimate ones available. So you yes. can look at that. I think there's right. like seven, five, yeah. six or seven, I think. And you just need to be someplace yeah. where the sun will be shining. I know. Fingers crossed, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Good weather. Good weather. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. It's good talking to you guys again. All right. It's good to see All you. All right. Thank you. It's bring Bye. more life.